Startup Life Hacks, episode 12. Work backwards from what you want out of your life. Don't just do it. Don't just start a business for the sake of starting a business. Have some goals because the goals, again, are what's going to keep you driving forward. Welcome. Welcome to Startup Life Hacks. Ever wondered if you have what it takes to start a business? Join us as we share with you inspiring stories from these amazing entrepreneurs. Let their journeys bring you one step closer to achieving success. And now, here's your host, Romel Cabal. What is up, Hacker Nation? This is Romel Cabal, the host of Startup Life Hacks, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest, Jay McPantai. Jay is a good friend of mine. He was one of the first people that I knew that started a business and made me believe, you know what? I can do it too. Jay is the classic case of a serial entrepreneur. The man is extremely busy, always juggling several projects at a time. He's the founder of Easy Does It, a clothing company that became well-known and respected in the Paradise Sales community. He teaches individuals and businesses to take their businesses online as an online business trainer. He's also the co-founder of Live Young and Retire, a collective of individuals dedicated to living a life of freedom. So please welcome to the mic, Jay McPantai. Okay, well, um, as far as my personal life goes, I don't have too much of a personal life, to be honest, because I'm always just focused and grinding in my business. I spend I spend nights up just like working until about two or three and I get up early about like six or seven to go to work. And then as far as my business goes, um, I have several projects running at all at all times. And it's kind of crazy because, um, you know, I don't get so I'll get so far into one project before I my mind goes off on a tangent and wants to build on something else. It's just that crazy entrepreneurial um, itch that all us crazy entrepreneurs have. But it's it's the hard thing to kind of find a balance between the two because um, when you're so obsessed over growing your business, it's really hard to find that balance, but you really kind of have to force it, like force yourself to have fun and do things that you can kind of like feed your soul, so to speak. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't get scheduled, it doesn't get done. Right, yeah, and no, absolutely, I have to schedule some personal time. I actually have to schedule time where, um, okay, from this day, from this time to this time, like purposely don't do anything. Purposely, like put the laptop away, put you know, put the books away, and just do something not business oriented. Right, because like they say it all the time, entrepreneurs are really crazy. We think so different. We work a hundred hours a week just so we can avoid working forty hours for somebody else. But it's um. Yeah, no, it's definitely an obsession I have and really like you have to feed your soul because otherwise it'll really kill you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I look tired to you right now, but I'm pretty tired. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm always tired though, but... Anyways. Always tired, but always hungry. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. That's That's got to be it. So here in Startup Life Hacks, we concentrate on the journey of the entrepreneur because let's face it, no one is the same. What was your upbringing like? What was your professional and personal history that makes you perfect for what you're doing right now? Okay, well, from my family, um, there's no entrepreneurs in my family. Um, my, my family's full of hard workers, don't get me wrong, but I'm probably the first one. No, I'm definitely the first one to have any type of entrepreneurial spirit. Um, from now, now it's kind of like branching out and other people are getting into, you know, starting their own hustle, starting their own grind. But 
you know, my upbringing, it's just, you know, I was very family oriented and everybody worked very hard, but nobody was really um, entrepreneurial. So for me, um, you know, I kind of followed suit. I was um, a very hard worker. I learned that from my upbringing. And, um, you know, I applied that to my business, whereas I'm, I'm always hardworking in my business, but also without the mentorship or the guidance or of having to follow someone that did it in front of me, um, you know, it, it was littered with a lot of failures. Um, and as far as my professional background goes, I mean, I, I was in the Navy as an electronics technician. I worked for Raytheon, which is a big defense contractor for the um, U.S. government. And today I work in the aerospace industry. So I have a lot of technical background. And, um, you know, to combine the technical background with my formal education, which is in, you know, business and in marketing, um, applying that to what I'm doing today, which is, you know, focusing on building businesses online and helping companies build an online presence, I think it really just kind of follows with it's, it's a it's like a beautiful blend between the two expertise expert mm-hmm. um expert fields i guess you could say i have which is you know being technical and knowing like the technical aspect of the, all the online stuff and then of course the marketing and sales aspect from my education so i think it's a good blend and i think i found the right spot for myself mm-hmm. definitely good mix so speaking of mentorship most of us had an idol while growing up who is that someone that you looked up to or currently look up to right now <clears throat> Okay, so, um, you know, as I said, I was very family-oriented. I still am very family-oriented. I guess you can say I would look up to um, my grandpa and my uncle. My grandpa grandpa because he was, um, you know, he he taught us the value of family. I have a really big family. Ramel, I know you have a big family, too. Um, And we're all all fairly close. We're all very, very close, actually, in comparison to a lot of other families where everyone's spread apart, nobody sees each other for months, maybe years. I see my family on a regular basis, and I'm super happy to see all of them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the kind of legacy that my grandpa left. And now my uncle, um, my grandpa's first son, he was the first to join the Navy from the Philippines. So when he did that, he was able to join the Navy, the U.S. Navy, and he petitioned all of our family to come over to the United States. Now, it's not so much you know, what they did. My, not, it's not so much what my grandpa and my uncle did, but more like the legacy that they left behind. So now I feel like I have such big footsteps to fill that I I put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed in business. And, you know, our fam- as I said, my family being a bunch of employees, hardworking employees, I'm looking to be the one to take it to the next level. And that's, you know, that's one of the big driving forces for me to succeed and to do bigger things outside of being an employee is, you know, just to leave a legacy, something that I can build and pass down to the rest of my family, something that, you know, um, my family can really be proud of. So that would be definitely like my idols, you could say. Well, it definitely seems like you have a lot on your plate. I mean, leaving a legacy for your family, working for an aerospace company, starting all these businesses. So how do you even keep your cool? Like, how do you become stress-free? Besides business, what are a few of your favorite hobbies? Oh, man. Okay, so, you know, like how I said, I purposely like to turn off my mind. When I do that, I basically just... Put, throw myself into the movies like if um i want to go see that movie straight out of compton and you know i i watch all these kind of movies online netflix or whatever but you know i learned that when i was in the navy when you're out in the middle of the ocean you can really forget about all the things that are going on when you immerse yourself in a movie so mm-hmm. that's one thing i like to do but definitely to release stress and to kind of just 
um, how can you say, like, unwind, I play sports. And playing team sports for me is a good way for me to get out a lot of aggression, get out a lot of frustration and stress that any business owner would have. But definitely, if I don't play my sports, I get irritable during the week. Oh, what kind of sports do you like to play? Well, I play football, basketball, and softball. You know, all the typical jock things, I guess you could say. But, I mean, just about anything competitive, anything where you could kind of, like, talk <laughs> to the next guy and just kind of clown around. Yeah. I mean, that stuff's all fun for me. Nice. We always hear in the news about the overnight successes of these amazing entrepreneurs. But it's the overnight success that took 10 years or even 20 years to make. What strategies did you use to fund your business? You know, I've been, I've been, um, I've been extremely fortunate to be able to self fund my own projects and my passions. And you know, the big reason for that was I've been referencing it throughout this interview. But I, I used to be in the Navy. When I joined the Navy, as a kid without a family, without a wife and kids, without a home to pay, or without even a, a, a truck payment, you get to save a lot of that money, especially when you're out overseas not spending it when you're stuck on a ship for six eight months at a time your your bank account is filling up tax-free money and without anything to spend it on your account starts to just grow Mm -hmm. and then you know me i'm not an extravagant dude i don't have really fancy things i don't spend money on you know all the nicer things so i was able to save all that money and when i got back and when i was able to settle down that's when i really started investing my business you know i've been fortunate and it was it's a lot of it is because of um just being able to save when you're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so how were you able to choose your founders? And if you had no partners, what made you decide to initially pursue this venture on your own? Okay, well, I'm a bit of an artist and my very first business venture was putting my graphics, putting my designs on clothing. And um I started a company called Easy Does It and I did that all on my own. I I was on the I was out at sea and I was just doodling in my black book and then it just kind of came to me like I like I like to do this. I like to draw. I like to be artistic and creative. So why don't I just put this on T-shirts and then sell it? You know, I would love to see um, you know random strangers wearing my stuff. And that that for me was the very first goal I had when I started my business. And then of course when that happens and when you start to see it, then you just create bigger goals for yourself and um, you just go on to the next. And you're just constantly stacking wins. Of course you stack losses on the way there, but definitely it started from just a passion that's that's basically why i started my first business was just because i was passionate about doing something and i wanted to find out well i didn't even try to find out an idea just came to me to monetize it how how was it like when you made your first sale okay well when you make your first sale it's usually to family and friends and yeah. <laughs> you know that that's cool because you know your homies support you your family supports you and you know you also but at the same time you also get the kind of support that's kind of fake where oh I'll support you hook me up with some free stuff or what's up with the discount you know I mean that's that's one thing I got to be honest with like you know when you start a business a lot of people are gonna want handouts want freebies and you know you have to kind of stick to your guns and and kind of be true to yourself because you're putting time money effort into building something creating something and then for you to just give it away like that for free to people that should be truly supporting you it's a really hard thing to say no to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's, uh, you do have these relationships that you want to nurture and, you know, you hook people up when you can. But bring, just bringing it back to the original question, I've, I've made sales overseas to people I didn't know in my sleep and that's a great feeling. <laughs> but yeah, um, that comes with putting your business online, definitely. Mm-hmm. 
So take us back to your worst moment as an entrepreneur and the lessons that you learned from that moment. Okay, so um, I referenced my first company, Easy Does It, when I was printing from the back of um, my from my backyard. I grew this business from my backyard, and I eventually grew it to a fully operational workshop in Santee. I had automatic presses. I had you know I had the whole works when um, I was at the peak of my business. What I ended up doing though was um, I got to the level where okay, now all these machines are working; they're all turning, but. I still tried to do most of the work on my own. And what that did for me was um, it took me away from what I was best at, which is going out and building customer relationships and going out making sales. You know, because it's, it's a scary thing. It's a scary thing to hire somebody full time at minimum wage and, you know, just having that liability over your shoulders. But also, I mean, like even at $9 an hour, which it was at the time, like $9, $9 an hour times 40 hours a week, that's 360 a week or close to like almost what 14 1500 a month mm-hmm. for one person that you know you there's a learning curve there and when there's a lot of work coming in you don't want you can't afford really any like setbacks so you know the lesson i took from that is don't try to do everything on your own you know a good entrepreneur leverages other people if your time is better served doing something else you have to do the thing that's going to benefit your business because mm-hmm. You know, me trying to do everything at once, again, as I said, it took me away from what I was doing best. And eventually, it just kind of, you know, the, the steady flow of incoming customers and sales was just going down and eventually had to close up shop. I mean, what's best is to just play to your strengths and then delegate the rest that you no, can't have absolutely. yourself. No, absolutely. That's yeah. what a good entrepreneur does. And, you know, at first when, you know, it, it was a hard lesson learned for sure. I mean... It's a hard lesson learned. I was bummed about it at the time. But now looking back at it, it was absolutely a lesson that I had to learn that way mm-hmm. because I was trying to do everything on my own. Because, you know, when it, when it's your company, it's your baby, you're kind of a perfectionist. You want things done your way. You're a little bit of a control freak. And you have to learn that good is sometimes just good enough. You know, not everything has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing to throw some money into your business because that's the only real way it's going to grow. So we've talked about your worst entrepreneurial moment. Now, tell us a huge success that you had as an entrepreneur. Okay, well, you know, the um, that was my worst failure, that I would say, what I just mentioned. But right before that was easily my best success because I had built a business from my backyard to this big industrial workspace in Santee. And, um, you know, just taking a look back at some of the pictures, I'll do, I'll do this from time to time. I'll look back at the pictures of, you know, my shop and all the different orders that come through and, you know, I actually still hold on to some of my high-value clients like the VFW and the American Legion and San Diego County. So these big companies I used to work with, these big clients, they funded my growth. And, you know, it's you don't think about landing such big clients, but, you know, you're just going through your business and you just never know what can happen as long as you're doing it right. Good things are bound to, right? I'm very proud of being able to do that all on my own. Of course, I had help here and there, just... um. You know, when work gets tough, you just ask for a little bit of help here and there. But for the most part, I'm very proud of doing that. Making all those connections. Yeah, making all those connections and growing from like a $2,000 investment to making a $40,000 investment, you know, into some equipment. That's just the, the way I scaled up in just a matter of two years was, um, you know, looking back at it. I'd be pretty impressed by it. <laughs> the, nice. the problem was I just wasn't able to sustain it. What is your vision for your organization five years from now? 
Okay, so I have had um I have three projects going on, three projects that I'm, you know, a lot of my focus is split between. Um and man, if you're going to give me 5 years, I'm going to say six figures coming in from all three streams, you know. <laughs> um I mean, that's the that's the mindset, right? You got to think big. Definitely in 5 years going to see some real big cash flow coming in in 5 years. What I do see for myself is more just, you know, I'm I'm putting in the hard work and effort right now, you know, I'm front loading my time. And, you know, if I could share some advice, everything you're doing as an entrepreneur today, like if you're doing something that's um, regular, let's say, for example, part of my business is um, delivering financial policies. It's the same thing over and over again. If it's the same thing over and over again, write a document, systemize it so that you can give it to somebody else so they could do it. So you can learn so they can learn and you can step away and not do that anymore. You know, so if something's repetitive, if you're doing something over and over again and it's something that can be taught, then teach it, (laughs) teach it to somebody, give it to somebody else because your time as an entrepreneur is much more valuable than doing the mundane task. And, you know, the definition of entrepreneur in my eyes is uh, work a few years like nobody won't. So you can live the rest of your life like nobody nobody can. can. Yeah, right. So we are now entering my favorite round, the superhero round. So I'm a huge fan of superheroes. So I'd like to ask you, what is your entrepreneur superpower? In other words, what is your greatest strength? Oh, man. Okay. So, um, well, thinking about superheroes, the first thing that comes to mind is the Avengers. And of the Avengers, my favorite superhero is Captain America. One, because he's a patriot like myself. And two, because he's just the boss of all of them. Not really the boss, but kind of like the leader. If I had an entrepreneurial power, shoot, man, that would definitely have to be um, just crazy determination. You know, I've been, I've had my fair share of failures. And, you know, it's just... I, t- I take the hits and I keep coming. You know, mm-hmm. there's a resiliency there. If I'm not the best at one particular thing, then, you know, I'll find a way to make it work or I'll find the right person that does know and then I'll hire him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's being able to get knocked down and still maintain focus and keep your eye on the prize and still have the wherewithal to just keep going. I mean, mindset is something that's often underestimated, often under talked about. I think if you have the right mindset, you can get through a lot of different things. Now, what's your kryptonite? Oh, man, when it comes to business, it's accounting. <laughs> I hate accounting. I've had two courses in accounting, and both courses, you know, well, I passed these courses, but definitely took some high level of concentration just to understand the material. But it's also important. I mean, if you have a business and you're not looking at your financial statements, your financial statements will give you a report on how you're doing. And if you're tracking, I mean, you can really see your growth. You can monitor your growth, and you're really only going to do that through numbers. I mean, numbers don't lie. You know, I have a hard time with accounting. I actually just, you know, of course, I just hire somebody else to do it. And then <laughs> tell me what I'm doing. Tell me what, what's going on with my business. Exactly. If you could have any superpower, any superpower, what would it be and why? Have you seen that movie Chronicle? Chronicle, yes. Yeah, the one with <laughs> the three kids that, that all of a sudden have superpowers because they touch a rock. Right. Yeah, okay. I mean, they do a lot of cool things. They levitate stuff with their mind. But the only real thing I'd really want to do is just fly. If I could fly, I'll be happy. I mean, I don't need adamantium claws. I don't need laser eyes. I mean, if I could fly, I mean, that would just be fun. I mean, especially with all this traffic in San Diego. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess that. But I mean, I save a whole ton of money on flights. I mean, I fly all the time. So if I could just fly there and just post up anywhere in the world at any given time, I mean, that would be beautiful. Just chill out of cloud. Yeah, Yeah. dude, chill on a cloud, just do anything man just do anything and fly away nobody knows who you are they're gonna think you're a ghost or an alien or whatever i mean yeah 
that would be the best. Cool. So we're now entering the final questions of the interview. And these are the tools that you would recommend that would really help our listeners rise to their feet and get started. Share an internet resource or an app that you use daily and would recommend to Hacker Nation. I'm a big believer that the mindset can totally differentiate people. Like the most successful people in the world have the strongest mindset or they think so different than anybody else. Um, there's this app that I started using a couple months ago. It's called Winstreak. Hmm. And all it is is basically just a list where you just start to list all the wins that you have for the day. And, and, and a win would be like something that you're proud of, something that will benefit your future or something that, you know, you didn't want to do. Like I didn't smoke cigarettes today or I didn't eat rice or, you know, anything like that. And what that does is you're listing all your wins throughout the day. As you as you consistently do this, you know, it's human nature for pe- for us to like to stay consistent. So if you're constantly stacking wins, so constantly doing things to benefit yourself, if you're doing this consistently on a daily level, your brain starts to look for these things. They, your brain is starting to look for, okay, how can I get a win today? What else can I do so I can write something on my win streak? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a profound thing because, as I said, your your mind and your brain, it'll just start looking for these wins. And instead of wasting time, you're looking at ways to be productive. So, I mean, that's, it's a simple app, but it it really, really did wonders for my mindset. So name one book that you could recommend to our listeners. Um, okay, so one book that really changed my life and changed my thinking was The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris. I know a lot of entrepreneurs re- reference that book because it's it really is a game changer and it changes your mindset. It makes you hate corporate America, basically. And it just tells you how to do it, why you should do it, and how easy it is for regular people to gain that. You know, not necessarily just a four-hour work week, but, you know, just to live life on your own terms. Um, not have your life dictated by a company, you know, because that's what we do, basically. We're, um, you know, we live where companies are hiring we take vacations when they say it's okay. Um, you know, we spend so much time at work, but the four-hour work week, that book will really just kind of open your mind to a different life that you may not have ever thought about before. So what would you dare to dream if you knew that you could not fail? Okay, well, like if I, if I was to, if I knew I was never going to fail, I would just build a whole bunch of businesses and have a whole J. Mugpantai Industries, just a <laughs> whole umbrella of companies and just have my hands in everything. Just be um, another virgin. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> Russell Branson is the man, right? Um, I, w- I would definitely do something like that. And I mean, if you couldn't fail, you would just be, I would just be building businesses everywhere. You know? <laughs> um, and, and, and it's not, it's not for the sake of, you know, it's not, it's not for the money. It's just, you know, as I mentioned, it's just to leave like a really strong and powerful legacy that people can look up and say, hey, man, that's Jay McPonsai. Like, look at him. I know that guy. He has, He's the president, CEO, founder of XYZ Company. And, I mean, that in itself is enough for me to just, you know, um, really chase and obsess over. Kind of like what your grandpa did with you and your family. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. So knowing what you know now, what is one advice that you could tell our listeners who are struggling to make that leap into entrepreneurship? Okay, so, um, you know, again, I'm a big proponent of fixing your mindset, um, one thing you can do today is uh, um, write down all the things that you want out of your life, whether it be material things. Like if you want a big house, be specific. How many how many stories? How many rooms? Do you have a pool? Do you have a three or four car garage? Um, if it's a car, be specific again. Like what kind of car? What kind of year? 
what's the sound it makes, how's it smell, um, what color is it, all these different things, and just write them down. And when you write them down, it, it, it changes from dreams to actual goals. Now, put these goals somewhere where you can see them, um, whether it be on your refrigerator, um, on your nightstand, even like in the bathroom mirror, so that you see it. And when you see your goals, your mind, I mean, it's, it's just like these little mind hacks, right? You just, you're always think if you're thinking about it, you obsess over it, then you're going to do what you need to do to get there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you start to re- reverse engineer it. So if you, let's say, for example, I don't want a Lamborghini, but if I did, I know it's going to cost me like a six figures, six figure number just to pay for a, a car. Is my job going to let me do that? No. So what do I got to do? Well, I got to do something outside of my job. Okay. And then what can I do outside of my job? That'll get me that six figure income so I could buy a Lamborghini. Well, maybe I could start a business. What business? Well, something I love at least. So you think of, you know, you just reverse yeah. engineer it. Just start filling in the blanks. Right. Yeah. Work backwards from what you want out of your life. Don't just do it. Don't just start a business for the sake of starting a business. Have some goals because the goals, again, are what's going to keep you driving forward. Exactly. So, what's the best way that we could follow you in case we want to know more about Jay McPontai? Okay, I guess you can check out my website. I have a website. It's jaymugpantai.com, um, J-A-Y-M-A-G-P-A-N-T-A-Y. Almost sound like a rapper right there. <laughs> um, that's my personal site, although I am building other websites with other companies, so it's not quite developed just yet. But um, you keep tabs on me there. And you know, from there, you can find all my other social media plugs. And yeah, just reach out, say what's up, tell them you found me on Romel's radio startup life hacks yeah on startup life hacks and then we'll link up and follow each other from there cool thanks so thank you jay for being a guest on my show we appreciate your time and wisdom so here at startup life hacks we have a saying to help motivate our listeners who are on this entrepreneur journey that it's okay to fail and it's okay to struggle so let's close by reminding hacker nation what our motto is and say it with extreme enthusiasm stay positive and keep grinding yes (laughs) thanks jay Thank you so much for joining me today on Startup Life Hacks. To see how to get in touch with Jay as well as the resources he recommended, navigate over to the show notes page at startuplifehacks.com slash jaymcpantai. But before we close, I'd like to go over some key takeaways and lessons learned from this interview. Good is sometimes good enough. Not everything has to be perfect. As an entrepreneur, you may tend to be over-analytical about the products or services you send out. Let's face it, you are your own worst critic. Jay came across this when he wanted to do everything himself, and it ultimately led to a decline in sales. He learned that he needed to delegate mundane tasks so that he can concentrate on what he's good at, which was building relationships with his customers. Let me know what you think about this comment, what it means to you. Don't forget to rate and review. We read every review, and it tells us if we're moving in the right direction. It also allows this podcast to grow and be heard so more people can listen. And as always, stay positive and keep grinding.